Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Hey. Oh, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> oh, no, he's going to fucking go for me. I can't wait. I don't care if you joke, have banter, rip the shit like, out of me. I can take it, but be prepared to fucking give it and back. And also, I can't be back. offended. I, I cannot be offended. Have you ever had a roasting on telly? Yeah, I did one once. Did you have one? Yeah, fucking horrific. And I was like, at the end, I remember going like this. Is that all you could do? When they were inside, I'm thinking, horrific. fucking hell, that was bad. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Friday episode huge day i can't believe i can't believe i'm saying this because it actually happened we have katie price aka jordan on the podcast katie is an icon i think she, like, everyone knows who katie price is um i used to have a poster of her on my wall at school when i was younger i definitely told her about that she freaked out a little bit about that but that's fine she also has her own podcast the katie price show so if you want to hear more stories like she's told on the episode today go and check that out some of the stories she is saying today are wild stories about Hugh Hefner stories about shark diving stories about breaking feet I mean the list goes on and on and on I mean Katie Price is on the podcast do I need to say more okay everyone I'm going to leave it right there but remember go and please 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 give us a follow and subscribe it's super simple it's just one click of the button it helps us so much also check out our social media channels TikTok Instagram YouTube at private podcast okay I'm out of breath but I'm ready to go Please enjoy the episode with Katie Price. You don't know how excited I was for this. But why? I don't because understand. Because it's you. Because it's you. It's Katie Price. No, I do not. I was having this conversation. Is it Olivia who works with you up in the lift? Yeah. Have you got the headphone on the right way? Probably not. <laughs> That one's twisted. No, I haven't. Are you kidding me? Well, did I have them like that? (laughs) Did it not feel uncomfortable? You know what? I'm so discombobulated. I can't even put an earphone on right. Jesus Christ. You don't have to, but I think it's nicer. Yeah, I do. It feels a bit more like... It feels nicer. It feels like I'm properly doing something, not just sitting here. Like, yeah, but, but it's you, it's, it's Kelly Bright. You, I mean, when I was a kid, you would, you know, I just I had posters of you on my wall. Was it a Union Jack one? It was a Union Jack one. Because <laughs> everyone at my boarding school. At my boarding oh, school. Did you? At my boarding school, if you went into every single boy's door, you were always the poster on everyone's wall. You must be around my brother's age. I don't actually know you're not. You're a lot younger. But the reason I say that yeah. is because when he was at uni, mm-hmm. he had po- his friends had posters of me, and he never told them I was his sister because my name was Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was livid with me when I used to do all the glamour. Livid! Why? Why was he so annoyed? Because... Because I did page three. Because it was like, suddenly, I'm this girl who loves all my horses and all of that. And then suddenly, there I am on page three with my boobs out. And my mum worked in the city. And then to wind her up, they put all around the office me as a screensaver when Mm. she walked into work. Because my family were like... 
we're really open and a laugh mm. and everything. But like Kate getting her boobs out on page three because I was so a lot of dramas happened to me when I was younger and I wasn't even allowed to go to a youth club. I wasn't allowed a paper round because my mum was always scared about men because I had a lot of issues with men when I was younger. So I was always cycling to my horse. Just I was a real just horsey girl and I still am. Um, so then when I said, because everyone kept saying I should be a model, yeah. but I was training to be a nurse. Uh, I was doing a Project 2000, if anyone has heard of that or if anyone did it. You're trained to be a nurse? Yeah, registered nurse is what I was training to be. Yeah. And obviously, what, 26 years on, I'm still in this industry, for God's sake. But now I'm trained to be a paramedic. It's going to take five years. Um, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, people don't know all this. And I've done my community service yeah. from, from the driving at um, St. Catherine's Hospice. And so now I'm a volunteer. Mm. I'm now going to do, um, uh, what do they call it? care assistant there because I said I want to work with there and the offices mm. and they just can't believe that I really want to do all that volunteer to do it I just love I just love caring for people but anyway yeah, this but is I what happens you... the question you asked me I can't even remember now and I've Why just gone off again my... no, that's gone just... from post of the wall to me doing palliative <laughs> care at a hospice see what I mean my brain is nuts. Yeah, but that's great. Tangents are the best thing about. But I think, honestly, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, I swear to God, the reason why I so, it's so great to like t talk to you is because... I'm taking my shoes off. Take your I'm shoes hot. off. Go on, just take your shoes off for a chill. The, um, because I swear to God with you, yeah. actually, what, what people um, perceive you as is totally not actually who you are. Completely and different. Completely different. Yes. And I, I said it to the guys before you came in. I like I've, I've met you a few times. I remember me, and we met at the NTAs and stuff like that. Every time I've met you, you you're a, you're a legend. You're a hero. And, and I love that. I'm not used to hearing. I don't like. Like I said, you yeah. in the papers. They always say once you go up, you go down. And I'm still down. I'm waiting to go up the ladder. So when someone like you say that, I'm like, oh, I'm not used to hearing stuff. No, like and that. also, and also, you're so you're sensitive and kind, and all these. Yeah, different I things. definitely am that too soft. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know the media. They, I think, what's happened with the media? Because I started when I was what 17, 18, and obviously. Back in the day, I'm going to do what an 18-year-old does, goes out, wears the little outfits, gets drunk. So it sort of started from there. So everyone thinks I'm this party animal and the media have sort of created a person who they think I am. I'm like the bad girl, the bad guy. Or the police are involved. You know, even my kids aren't worried about police then. We're just so used to it. The yeah. drama's in my life. You couldn't make it up. But what happened? I mean, maybe, you, and maybe this is too personal. I just want it normal. What You said that... You said that when you were younger, men, you had some problems with men. Oh, I was, I was saying, but I was raped in a park when I was seven. Um, a man tried to abduct me in his car. Um, I had a photographer that took pictures of me and he seemed obsessed. It's all in my book and I think my mum's put it in hers as well. And he gave me a fake name. We ended up in prison. We had child protection round saying that if he comes out of prison, you've got to let us know if he goes for cake because he had all posters of me in in. um like prints what he had done when I was like 13. Like if he'd tell me to do a picture, like with my tongue sticking out, he would look at it a different way. Do you know what I mean? He'd never let my mum be on the shoot. That was when, do you remember Joe Bloggs jeans? I don't know if you were born then. Maybe, maybe. Some people might, because I'd done um, a shoot for Joe Bloggs jeans um, and that's how I met him through that. And then he had oh. a lady with him, one of the shoots, and they said, we want you to put a shirt on, but we'll wet it. 
And I remember How old are you at this point? 13, 12, 13. And I remember wow. going, oh, no, it would be too cold. And I, that's when I was uncomfortable. And he used to make this um, pineapple milkshake, but I mm. never liked it. And apparently he gave that to the girls and then they found pictures, you know, provocative pictures of young girls, but I never did drink that drink. Oh, my God. So, so I've always had dramas. So as I was young, because my mum used to, uh, she went into the English Olympic team with Sharon Davis. Uh, do you remember Sharon Davis, the swimmer? My mum's shit hot swimmer. Really? So me and my brother used to swim for Sussex. So that's all I did, horse ride and swim, till I had my swimming accident one day. But there, that's another story. Uh, but oh yeah, that's God. all I did when I was young. I was like a proper tomboy, outdoor girl, yeah. had my bike. I tied my, um, I got tape and put a radio on my handlebars. Mm. I used to ride to my horses, ride back. It's just, that's all I was country. That is insanely. Um, and then as I, I mean, got you... older, another guy raped me. You all know him. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And when it come out, everyone went, Kate, you was right. But I never said, because I didn't want to get involved hey, in it. Um, I, like, I, I, you, I mean... Don't, I am living proof of oh, I get such good right. in my life and such shit. So that's like... So obviously, but you yeah, talk about it. I, I like, matter of fact, this is what my therapist said. Yeah, you talk about it. Yeah. Like you're talking about driving a car. This is what the therapist say. Like, I've had three kidnap threats. I was held at gunpoint. Oh, my God. But, you... like, so many dramas happen. My protection dog was killed on my driveway a month ago and then dragged to the road. Like, you couldn't make it up what happens. But, <clears throat> but then... I just... I'm the kind of person, look, shit happens... Got to move on. Yeah, but also at the but same time. So much is it's like noise. Yeah, but then but then some one would say that if you constantly put up that blocker, that you're just like, move on, move on, move on. So you don't have time to process anything that's happened. That's why the first time I went into the priory, because I had with what one of the husbands did and all of that, and then oh dramas, but now it's like This is like a therapy session, let's get into it. You can get no, I, I, love I, I don't this. mind I talking about this. anything. Okay. So so I think because so much has happened, even that my consultant and the therapist at the priory, because I still see the therapist like every two weeks, three mm. weeks, um they say someone could just have one trauma in their life and it can affect everything they do. They Completely. said with me, there's just so many and it's real life events, not even me making up. They're like you, you've done so well to cope with it for so long. But then I did have the breakdown and stuff like that because <clears throat> it does get you. I'm only human. And then it doesn't help media because they're so harsh. Anyone can just phone up the media and say a story. Like I've had trouble with my driving licence. I got it back in April. They had a anonymous email, right, mm. with no evidence saying I shouldn't be driving under medical reasons. I have no medical problems. What? So, and my doctors have all had to write, the priory, this, that. And I said, it's discrimination. Even my car insurance, right? Not even on a new car, because I can't get insurance. Uh, 13 of them said no. And one of it was 72 grand for a year. One was 53 grand and one was 30 grand. And that's for on insurance. a 15 grand car. Yeah, Sorry. because of who I am. Sorry, you're yes. insurance, trying yes. to insure you 72 grand on a car. Yeah, I, I'll show you it and I, I'll show you who they are. And no one else would insure it because of who I am. So then we changed it to author. Yeah. And then it came down to 15 grand. Same as the car. 
and that's only third party. Like it is, I do get a lot of discrimination, but uh, and it's exhausting. It must be exhausting. It is. Yeah. Also, I imagine. You've been in the public eye now for like, so like you said, since you were like 18 years old, let's yeah. say. So in the public eye since you're 18 years old. And now what it feels like maybe is that you're a, people know or the Daily Mail, whoever know that if they put your picture in the Daily Mail, they're going to get clicks. And so anyone can say anything about you and they'll post yeah. it, they'll post it, they'll post it. That must make you paranoid, stressed, all these different things. Because also with the, I heard with the Prairie, you know, they it came out and said you had a problem with drugs and alcohol, but actually, it was just burnout. It was just, yeah. I have never, ever, ever been in the Prairie for any addiction, never coke, never um, drink, nothing, nothing. So why do they say that then? Exactly. And then that's damaging. And this is what And happened. upsetting to your kids, to you, to everyone. Oh, it is. And then it stops you getting work because people think, oh, she takes drugs or this and that. And I'm not being funny. It, loads of people out there in the industry do drugs. Who bloody cares? Mm. But when it comes to Katie Price, oh, it would damage her. <laughs> like, I haven't even done anything. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Katie, I, oh my God. I want to give you like a hug. I get it. No, I'm cool. I'm fine with yeah, it. Yeah, I know. No, I have a good support network around of me. Do. <laughs> um, do you ever cry? No, I haven't. That's a weird thing, isn't it? Never. I don't know, because I go once I'm home, you know, I, I haven't got time to cry. I've got the kids, this, that. I don't even know how I do that either with the Harvey, the kids, the dogs. I'm like, kids! <laughs> I'm just mad. But you are, I think you're like a superhero because I, people, so how I... I am a bit medi um, medically. I think I am... ADHD. I've, I have just been, I've got severe ADHD. I'm sitting here like this. Yes, yeah, same as me though. That's made why me go to the doctors yeah. because she's like, Kate, we don't understand why you do these things and you just do it off the bus. What, what's happened? You know, you need to go and see a doctor. Yeah. So I went to Harley Street to see a doctor who deals with ADHD, bipolar and that. So I went with my dad and um, it's like 500 pound an hour or whatever. Yeah. So we saw him, they make me fill out forms, then they make my family fill out forms from when I'm younger. Yeah. And I remember I was in Thailand having, which tattoo was it? Oh, the one, this one on my knee this year. Yeah. To phone me with the results. So I was like, oh, hi. And um, I said, so come on, have I got ADHD or not? And the doctor said, what do you think? I said, well, yeah, I'm definitely bonkers. He went, yeah, you've got severe ADHD. So my Was that a relief? Or was that just like no, you? No, I just know I'm a bit. I I do recognise I'm a little bit bonkers. I mm. can't explain it. But, but bonkers I, is good. Yeah, when I look at my friends, they're always like, "Kate, you're always full of energy." Like, yeah, and then they want to know whether to put me on medication for it, and I'm like, I don't really want medication for it. Why I've coped this long, and now I know like certain things which haven't helped in the past. You know, like if. I've read something or someone said something, I'd go on Instagram and go, ah, well, you've done this, you've done that. Yeah. And it doesn't do me justice. I would say half of that is because I don't know how to cope with it. So I just blast. Yeah. Whereas now I recognise I do it and I've had therapy. Now, now I can say to myself, ah, 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 Hold back what you're doing. But I haven't had that control. So I think a lot of times in the past where I might have said something or done something, it's just because I can't help it, it's my reaction. Like, I can't, yeah. can't really explain no, it, but I, I am get it. creative. Um, I want to work. I can have four conversations. <laughs> yeah. But that's amazing. <laughs> but that's why you've, you've 
you know, I, I, people always say with ADHD, it's like a superpower, right? Because as long as you know how to harness it, when yeah. you don't know how to harness, you go all over the place. And like, I think like, I have done that a lot in the past, but I didn't know why. Yeah. But I've always known I'm a little bit different, but I don't... Did you feel different when you were younger? Yeah, I think I've always been a little bit different. I, like at school, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I remember going to school, if my mum was here, she'd tell you. And I said to the whole class that I was going on TV that weekend. And I'd done a showcase for what I was doing, but I weren't even on telly. So that Monday morning, they said, we have to tell you, because they phoned my mum and said, is she really on telly? I was a dreamer. I always said at school, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be a famous pop star or model. And I found um, in one of my books, my dream house and my dream job. I've, I've done it on one of my TV shows. I saw it and read it out. I basically said, I want a big house in the country with horses, stables, I want to have a fairy tale wedding. I want a swimming pool, and I want to be a famous pop star and model. But I have to say, it all came true. Every single thing I wanted came true. So now it's like, even a car. I wanted a black Vitara Jeep convertible, <laughs> but so I got a pink one with Barbie written on it. So you completely manifested everything. Absolute everything of my dreams. I done. I've done the fairy tale wedding, obviously with Pete and the yeah. six white horses or whatever. Yeah. Done all that, got the house with the stables, the swimming pool, big house, got all the kids. I've literally, and I I paid £1,300 for a silver Vitara Jeep years ago. And then mm. I had it done pink with Barbie. I bought it for the dog and it's just sitting on my driveway now rotting. <laughs> but I still bought the dream car. Um, so, yeah, I have manifested everything I want has come true. So now it's like, what next? I'm always thinking, I want to do this, want to do that. It, my head just doesn't calm down. But but I, as I said about the personal, you said you were called Jordan. How, where did the name Jordan come from? God, if I got a pound for every time I, know, I got it's such a boring <laughs> question. But I heard it was from Racing Team Jordan. Is that right? No. So basically. Shit, so I was saying that earlier. I really know. But it was okay. a coincidence that that happened. Because my friend's dad was Eddie Jordan. Well, he is Eddie Jordan. I haven't seen him for years. Yeah, yeah. So my friend Kyle uh, is his son always. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, get him to say hi to Eddie. Oh, I my God. They were the most fun days ever because he had Ralph Schumacher and Damon Hill then. Wait, talk me through this. So you, so, so what? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what was those old racing days like? Was oh, it no, ever... you asked me about Jordan okay, first. Okay, I'll go Jordan first. Right. Okay, go. <laughs> no, basically, um, I was never going to do page three. Yeah. So all model agencies turned me down because I was too short. I'm only, f I actually measured myself yesterday. I'm five foot, four and a half mm -hmm. tall. So I couldn't do catwalk stuff. And then um, someone said, oh, why don't you try Glamour Agency? And to me, I'm not that I'm saying anything's wrong with it. When I thought of Glamour, I thought of legs open kind of mm. model. Shots, yeah. And I just, that, oh, that's not what I would want to do. So anyway, I joined Samantha Bond um, along King's Road. So I used to get the train to Sloan Square and walk along King's Road thinking, oh, there's Models One agents there. I wonder if someone would spot me and all of that. I used to love all that. But no, they turned me down. Um, so yeah, Samantha Bond took me on. So literally, I went on these castings and you, I didn't go on many castings. You're supposed to have a portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have one. And I was. it was always the same girls. I was brunette, curly hair, they were all blonde boobs or fake boobs. Yeah. And I just, I stood out because I wasn't like a typical glamour girl then. So anyway, I was on a casting and then 
the agency rang me and said, look, someone hasn't turned up to do page three. Can you go and do it? I was like, oh, uh, oh, okay. But then days they had like a caption with it, you yeah. know, like, because... Um, I don't know if you lot remember. Anyway. Yeah, I remember. I remember they had a little caption. Yeah, that, yeah. of what? Yeah, or something. Of like who, that. who, who they were, were, what they'd done, done that week. All that yeah, kind yeah. Of stuff, yeah. So then um, I went along, and I was shitting myself. That's it. On the phone, they said, "But if you do, it, we're gonna have to change your name because it can stop you getting other work." So we're on the phone. And I'm like, "Oh, what should I be called?" I remember it was a guy called Paul. He worked at Samantha Bond, and he was the booker there. So he's coming out with names. Then he said Jordan. I said, "Oh yeah, that would do." Just like that. It was Jordan. just like that. Just as flippant as that. So it was for the caption. So, That's insane. So you were literally just... So you Someone were... didn't turn up. So I went, but but the funny thing is, I didn't make the papers. So I didn't <laughs> actually make the papers for page three until the following week, there was a film out called Strip Tease with Demi Moore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they wanted a girl to strip off from Monday to Friday, start off with like a suspender outfit and each day take something off. Yeah. So I ended up doing that. So I was in that for five days and I remember being in the paper, driving around in my little Fiesta, loved it. P113, PUK, I think the number plate was. I remember, I loved it. My little Fiesta Classic, I paid £300 a month for it. Um, (laughs) I just loved that car, I just had to say that. Yeah, 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 I love it. And £10 petrol got me so far. (laughs) Um, And I just bought so many copies of The Sun and then... People kept like, I said, oh my God, I'm famous now. I'm in the paper, famous. But when I look back, no, I fucking wasn't there. But it was, but started then. Yeah, but but page three in the sun was like this iconic. But I was so young. I wanted, and then I remember with the agency, there was a girl called um, Emma Noble. I think she married um, the major's son. Yeah, I. I, Major. Yeah, I I seemed, I know who you. She had the long blonde hair. She used to do Bruce Full Size, The Price is Right. Mm -hmm. And Joanne Guest, Mm -hmm. if anyone remembers her. So I used to look at them and think, oh, my God, I'd love to be famous like them. I'd love that. Oh, my God, what a dream. And now I've gone beyond all that. So I look back and think, I don't think I'm famous or nothing because I don't know any different. And people yeah, but you, say, you're, you're, yeah, but I, I don't wait. I just, I've been doing this job since I was 18. I'm 45 now. I do not know any different. But what, what, do, you think it was about, what do you think it was about the fame that was so interesting for you? Was it because that you thought that was... Because I think what I did when I was going to do like Made in Chelsea, I was like, oh my God, if I go and do that, everyone's going to like love me and it's going to be great. And that's... That, that's as you do think that exhibitionist, yeah. like, I want to be the model. I don't know what it was. I don't... Because I think I was an ugly child and stuff. I was just... I just wanted attention. I don't know why. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Was there any crazy stories that used to happen back in the day? There must have been. Pull it this I love way. It how you what you're doing is you're like looking because your brain is like a library of stories I and you're like going to pick. Said, like, right, I don't, I'll say it, but I don't, you have to check. I know it's true, but I don't know if okay. I've said 
Um, Your life is just amazing. Are you joking? I haven't even it started is, yet. I know you haven't. It's just <laughs> honestly like... I can, like I said, I can see when you're thinking about stories. It's it's like a library that you just have these no, stories. Just Even like, like Hugh Hefner. Like I was the first girl to do the cover of American Playboy and I toured around but America. But how did that happen? So him. how did that happen? So explain this. Because Hugh Hefner is... Because uh, I lived in the mansion for six weeks. Um, so you're, you're Jordan, you're doing page three. Playboy phone you up? Um, I was over in America doing a shoot with Jeannie Savage. And I don't know what the connection was, but he either wanted to meet me or they, I don't know if she phoned and said, oh, do you want to meet me? Mm. So I remember turning up the, to the mansion on my own. I remember I had these dye, I made them myself. They were jeans ripped and I put them in the washing machine so they looked um, flared. Yeah. And then I tie dyed them. What the fuck was I thinking then? <laughs> and I had like a little crop top on because I had the boobs and I, yeah. I, I thought I'm going to go with my hair in a ponytail and like no makeup, just look. Why? Fresh. Because you wanted to just be. No, like everyone always says, I look better without makeup. Mm. I don't know about now. It's been pulled so many fucking times. <laughs> so I'm surprised I'm not transparent. Um, sorry. So anyway, I arrive at the Playboy Mansion, going up the driveway, <laughs> yeah. thinking, Oh my god, this is Hugh Hefner. I'm going to see all the girls. What the fuck? Yeah. And then you know the big brown door, and the people who dropped me off, they weren't allowed in. And I remember walking in. Oh, my God. It makes me nervous thinking of it because I could just remember it. And there was a big brown table and all the girls, the Playboy girls were there. Hi. I can't do American accent. Hey. So I'm like, hey, girl. Oh, my God. Look at your boobs. Like, they were so fascinated with my boobs. And I'm thinking, but you've got fake boobs. But mine seemed bigger. And Hugh's sitting there in his dressing gown. On, On the table? They're all around the table. That was the first time I met him. And then... From then, I'd done a shoot with um, Arnie Freetag and Stephen Wader. They were the Playboy photographers. Mm. And they were all obsessed with me and said, which is flattering, I don't think I do or did in shoots. I might have done in the shoots. And it was uh, Vogue, I can't remember her name now, Alexis Vogel, who did the makeup. Now, they did Pam Ranson and Carmen Electra, and they Mm. used to say when I was all on the plug, that I was a mix between both of them. Yeah. That's what they said. Um, but I definitely, I, I, I think... Not like sitting there now, but if I'm done up with makeup, like... For sure. No, you 100% were. So I did that and then I ended up being... Um, then he asked me to go back. So I lived at the Playboy Mansion for six weeks at the same time. I don't what know if you've been like? to LA, I'll tell you. And so do you know, have you been to LA? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Standard Hotel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put my mum in there with Harvey and okay. I had a BBC crew with me because that's when I first done my documentary, the BBC, Richard Mason did it. Because at the same time, I thought, kill two birds with one stone. We'll take Harvey to see some eye specialists over there. Yeah. Harvey was only about, what, seven months old or something. So there I am at the mansion. My mum's at the Standard and... Uh, I remember one night, because we'd go out on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays. We'd all get out, all kitted out in the limo. And they had a club under the standard. And that's where I remember seeing Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. I can never say that. They were all in there. And I said, oh, my mum's in this hotel. Should we go and say hello? This was about one in the morning. So he was like, yeah. So us and the girls, we all went up to the room. (laughs) But I've got photos of it all. This is wild. 
and we knocked on the door and my mum answers, hello? Hey mum, he's Hugh and the girls. Get Harvey out the bed. So I've got pictures of Hugh holding Harvey and all of us with the girls and my mum just woke up and then was like, bye. Um, oh my God, what a <laughs> so, I know. dream. And then me and Hugh Hefner, we toured around America to English pubs around there promoting that I was the cover of Playboy. Um, that did, was one did he ever? Did he ever try and... I've been in the room with all the action. I've seen it all. Been there. What happens? What didn't happen? No, I didn't go there because I thought there's abs- no disrespect yeah, to anyone sure. who wants to do like whatever... But I, it would be like having sex with my granddad. Just not for me. So, but I saw it all happen, though. But the girls just would, and he would. Oh yeah, I've, I've seen shag girls in that course. And he would just take Viagra, I imagine, and just go for it. I just remember I was shocked because I always thought an old man's willy would look really wrinkly and like a witchetty grub. It doesn't. But his didn't. No. <laughs> so there you go. Seeing some nineteen-year-olds <laughs> bouncing around on the bouncy ball. Yeah, it was all happening. <laughs> So, and you're just standing there watching. Well, no, you're all in the bedroom. What you're doing yourself? You've got toys. You've got a big screen with porn on. Okay, you're, you're lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. No ways. No, like, truthfully. So he has all the girls in the bed. There's on porn a Monday, and... Wednesday, Friday. What <laughs> scheduled in? Yeah, and then every morning you'd be like, ah, oh, because you all get a pack of the photos from the night before. Because yeah. he has photographer takes pictures of the whole night. So I've got. Thousands of pictures. I remember when we went to the baseball match and we all turn up, Hugh and the girls. Oh my God, wait, there's wait, so wait, much I could tell. Wait, wait, so, so then that's unbelievable. So. <laughs> you don't want to. And then on a Sunday, oh my God. would be a day movie night. Yeah. Um, actually, Sunday morning first, you'd look out your window and it would look like a life size Barbie set because obviously girls would all be in bikinis. He'd be in his dressing gown with his friend playing cards by the swimming pool. Mm. And you have these large life beach balls, all of that. You just look at it, look like a barbie set of all these girls in bikinis. And I'll be in the bedroom thinking, hey, you bitches, you wish you was up here. (laughs) Um, That was that. But then in the evening, you'd do movie nights. And on movie nights, you'd get all kinds of celebs, producers, directors of films. He was very strict. We'd all come and watch a movie and we'd be at the front with hair full on the... Was he a nice guy? Really nice guy. Really? Yeah. That's great. I actually found a letter from him the other day, actually, because he always kept in contact. That is amazing. Yeah. He really liked me, called me the bad girl London. He just thought I was wild and like... But you would have been wild and fun. And also, also I think you would have just like been different to everyone else. Because I don't know how... I imagine you wouldn't have been eager to as pleased as everybody else. No, just I yourself. wasn't. And that's one thing why I think I've stayed in the industry. I've never slept my way up. Because I haven't slept with that many people for mm. 45, believe it or not. Um, even though the papers have said that every guy I speak to, I've shagged them. I haven't at all. <laughs> like, if I might look out for all my friends, the one who the, who would shag everyone, yeah. where I was the one who wouldn't. I was the dick prick. Dick, dick, what was it? Dick tease. Dick tease. Yeah. But um, never had. I've never had a one night stand. You never. never had a one night no, stand. No, never. Ever, ever, ever. Never. No. I've had a one night stand. Never, because I'd feel like slag. Would you really? Sorry if anyone's done that. <laughs> no. What I mean is, I was always brought up like, don't lose your virginity till you're sixteen. This, that, and people. Oh, be, so you were kept. You were kept. Yeah, sort I of think kept. people would be quite surprised because. The image I portray, like when I did all the lads mags and that, I love it. I love getting my kit off, which is why I do OnlyFans. Why do you like it so much? Because it's liberating. I just know I'm good at it. Yeah. I love it. I'm an exhibitionist. Yeah, great. And I won't go on Instagram 
and do all like bikini shots, underwear shots, because that's always been my job. So why do I want to give it away? And that's why I do OnlyFans, because it's a way I could be creative again. And, and you hold all the free. power. Yeah, I love it. Um, I see so many like these people on Instagram. I think, why are you wasting it? Go and do OnlyFans or something. You don't have to go naked and that. I mean, OnlyFans, you know, you could have sex, do whatever. But I don't show anything. But I think what they always say, right, is that, you know, when you start, people, this is what I get told. I want to hear your opinion on it. You, people, you do glamour. And then what happens is you get one producer, someone coming in, hey, you should come do porn. You, oh, yeah, of course I've had that. They, I'll tell you does what, that happen? Does that happen quite a lot? There's a few people I know, celebs, who told me to do OnlyFans. And they said, no, you don't have to get anything off. And now they get everything off. And then I think, where's there to go from there? I have to remember. One, I wouldn't do it anyway. I've got like, imagine Junior. Oh, like, <laughs> oh you know, And his friends go, no, look at your mum with her legs at quarter to three. Like, <laughs> I don't think so. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, not for me. And my parents now, I've, I've got, I, I have some dignity and I have to you respect no. my family. Like, But also, okay, you don't need to defend yourself. Like, I, I do that, You, you do I? that. You don't yeah. need to defend yourself. Yeah. Like, like I, I think, of, like, just to, above everything, you're, you're, you're a fantastic mum. You're a business yeah. person. You, you've, you've been in the public eye this long and, and stayed sane doing it all, yes. being ridiculed, being all these different things and still keep going. I I'm mean, you should- I'm keen for it still. I'm hungry for it still. Yeah, and, I love and it. still so young well, from I don't what know. you've done. I might look it, dress it, but I'm old inside. Really, <laughs> when did you, I? <laughs> I, when did you have your first surgery? When we went to 18. Was it a boob job? Yes, I couldn't what? wait. I really? tried to go when I was 16. Uh, they obviously wouldn't allow it. Then I went, when I was 17 and they needed my mum's signature, but of course she's not going to do that. Is and your mum quite reserved? Of, no, my family, um, I take the piss at my mum now because she's just had her lung transplant. We're like, right, you can make the tea now, mum. Get up, you've got a better lung than us. Do you know what's so funny, right? <laughs> when my mum was ill, I've yeah. said this on the pod, and I? Has it come out? Yeah. Um, dealing with death. I don't know, I've just gone to this subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ask me? <laughs> Dealing with death and someone in the family. Yeah. So we are quite, you asked it, you asked what my mum was like. We are quite a close family. We'd be the type, you walk in the house, put the kettle on. Or my dad be walking around in his pants. I'd be like, I'll oh, put your knob away. Like, not that it's out, but do you know what I mean? Go yeah. put something on or he'd be scratching his you balls. You joke I'd around be like, with each other very Oh, casual. do you have to scratch your nads in front of me? Like, you know, with, with, with quite open like that. Yeah. And I used to say to my mum, mum, you do know if you do a handstand, your boobs would be in the right place and that. You know, we've got that kind of banter, me ripping the shit out of them, basically. Um, but you said when your mum was yeah, unwell. Yeah, so when my mum was unwell and we actually thought she was going to die. Um, how do families deal with that? Now, the way we deal with it, you can either cry, which I did cry a lot, but... It gets to a point where you all talk and you realise we're all going to die. This is what, if this is comfort for anyone out there, mm. we are all going to die regardless. Mm. Now, think of these perspectives of, say, of my mum. What would, would we have preferred her to go in a car crash where you couldn't say goodbye or, you know, just gone? Mm. Or was it nicer that it's terminal you know it's coming, and then you can share memories, you can talk about it. So, because either way, we're going to die. So, I used to say to my mum, 
you know, think about it. Now we can talk about things. She could plan her funeral, which she did, and she even done a letter saying, when I go tell these people they're not coming, we're like, Mom, you can't fucking do that to us. <laughs> uh, but then she had her oxygen tube on and my brother farted in it. And she's like, Dan, that's disgusting. You know, so we'd end up turning it around, having a laugh. And I used to say, put your Ghostbusters oxygen on, Mum, come on. Because she'd be in the garden, it's like she's on the lead, couldn't go any further because of her oxygen. Um, but she feels, your mum feels like your rock, so that must Oh, no, be... she is. She's all of our rock. But so she'd still be... moan and moan. She had two weeks left, two weeks left, and she found a donor. And it was on the day... She had two weeks left yeah, to, to, live. to live. And she was waiting five years for a lung. And it was the day, you know, all the oil protesters were on the M25. Yeah, just up oil. And you have um, three hours to get to hospital. Otherwise, you can't have the donor. So, and she lives right by the sea. So they had to get an ambulance. When they were on the motorway, they didn't realise. They had to go up the hard shoulder, get an ambulance to get through it. Because literally, if you're not there, yeah, you lose it. lose it. And then I just landed in Thailand. I was on my, I was going to Thailand <clears throat> and my mum and dad did not tell me that she was going for the line. Didn't tell my sister either, but my brother knew because mm. she didn't want to upset us. So here I am, landing in Thailand. My dad, oh, just to let you know, your mum went down like six hours ago for her lung up. I was like, what do you mean? What? Right, and then so I had to bloody fly back home again. What a fucking waste. <laughs> I thought, this, I'm going to have such a nice holiday. <laughs> and then you had to fly back. Fucking fly back. Fucking <laughs> fly back. So now me and my sister go to my mum. Yeah. Why didn't you tell us? That's awful because we couldn't say goodbye. And she went, yeah, but I didn't want to upset you. So it's so hard. You never know what to do. Like, so, but so how, now how... she's got one lung. Well, she got donated one lung and I think the other one went to someone else. So how do you look at death now then? Um, I've had so you? many near death. I actually asked someone in LA, they had a crystal ball mm -hmm. and they didn't know who I was. And I said, how am I going to die? And they went, oh, I've never been asked before. I said, I want to know, how do you think I'm going to die? And she said, oh, you're going to die peacefully in your sleep. I thought, that's a load of bollocks. There's no way I would just die peacefully with the shit that happens to me. Um, so what near-death experiences have you had? <laughs> car crashes. We was filming in the outback in Argentina. We'd been um, quad biking all day and we was going back to the base. And they have some roads in Argentina that are just like beaten tracks. Yeah. So I was in the front and I had film crew in the back. I was with a guy called Leo at the time and because uh, he was from Argentina. So we're just driving along and his friend in the back was talking to him. And I just remember um, her going, stop, like this. And we looked and all I remember seeing was two horses' bums like this and headlights that side coming. And there were drops each side. Oh, my God. So... All we could do, well, all he did, he just went smash straight in the back of the horses. And I remember hearing, but it was that kind of sound. And then I remember opening my eyes and the window screen was there. And what had happened, there's half like the horse's tail there. Where he had done them, the horse's bums had gone boom right onto the window screens. We all got out the car. It was all dark because that car that way, he remembers... He was saying to him he thought we was all dead because he saw the impact. Mm. And you could hear the horses, one on the floor, going... <clears throat> so I went up to it and it, like, died in my arms. I was stroking it because the whole back of it was fucked. Oh, my God. Because where it hit. And then I could hear 
in the bushes rustling another horse and it was trying to get up and it was like it's full. Oh, no. So it was alive, but the whole back of it was just Fucked. gone. And you could see it really panicking, trying to get up. So I went up to that and was stroking it, and that died in my arms. And I just remember seeing the horse's eye, like the white of it. And I thought, oh, my God. And none of us um, were injured. But none if of you, you were injured? No. And if you see this um, car, Completely I don't know how. But, but, yeah, oh I survived that one. Okay, everyone, that's the end of part one. All you got to do, go and click over to part two and you can continue the episode with Katie Price. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.